When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. the podcast where you send me your questions and I help guide you to your higher self, the part of you that already knows the answer. How was y'all's week? Guess where I am? I am in Dallas, Texas. Yes, me and Kara and our friend drove all the way from New York to Texas this week to visit my family. It's awesome. I mean, the car ride was definitely very interesting. You know, when you live in Brooklyn, you live in New York, you live in just this bubble and you forget that the rest of the country is a lot different in a lot of ways and way more spread out. And we kind of took some scenic routes sometimes just to get like a taste of the more rural areas. And you just see how everybody is just trying their best to survive, you know? I think we find so many conflicts with each other and we focus on our differences and we forget that most people out here right now are trying to pay their bills. They're trying to take care of their family. They're trying to be happy and they're trying to feel optimistic. And that is not an easy thing to do in this country right now. And so I was thinking about that a lot on the trip because I noticed a lot of my own bias and I noticed a lot of my own fears. And I started thinking about, okay, where does this fear come from? You know, is it a lot just from reading the news? Is it a lot just from my own trauma? Is it from an actual reality that I'm experiencing right now? I could be looking at a person that I assume is a transphobic, homophobic, racist person, or, you know, they could be trans and I had no idea. You know, it's it's like we have to try to see things from the perspective of love, from the perspective of higher self. And that means not making assumptions, right? And you end up walking in the world with a lot more, a lot more love and a lot more openness. And not only does that make your experience more pleasurable, it also gives you the intuition to protect yourself from situations which could feel unsafe. Higher self is a wisdom of love, right? It's the intelligence of love. So not only is it guiding you towards not judging people and creating harm, it 
also helps you behave out of self-love as well, right? So higher self just gives you that extra set of wisdom and approaching everything from a higher level of consciousness, which you're able to really trust what your intuition is telling you. So yeah, anyway, that was (laughs) the basic lesson I was feeling of the road trip. And I'm really, really grateful to be here because I really wanted to see my family. I haven't seen them in a long time. And I know a lot of us are separated from family and from chosen family right now. And it's not easy, but we're all just doing our best and just trying to focus on the ways in which we can still stay connected. And it's funny too, because, you know, every time I come home and I think a lot of People probably experience the same thing, especially if you grew up in a situation where you weren't accepted, say for being queer or trans, which was my case. Um, when I was in, in high school, I came out and my parents had a really hard time about it. And I left home um, and lived with my girlfriend's parents. And since then, we've done a lot of healing. And it's taken me a really long time to, you know, come back to where I grew up and not feel like that scared 15 year old and realize how much I've grown, how much healing has been there and to be really proud of myself for being a survivor, for being able to forgive myself. And we really don't give ourselves enough credit, y'all. We really have to start giving ourselves more credit because right now we are surviving in a situation that feels really, really challenging, you know, with the pandemic, with politics, with racism, with climate change, with the fires. And I know a lot of you who listen to this podcast are on the West Coast and I am praying for you. I'm praying for your homes and your families and your friends and your health. I'm praying for us to be able to wake up and love this planet the way it has loved us for so long. And every day is is a challenge for all of these reasons, this year and everything. And I just want to remind everybody that we haven't even come close to realizing how truly powerful we are. We are not even at the, the tipping point of knowing our real power. All of these things that are happening are getting us closer to that, closer to really understanding what's really important and that we have to care for all of each other and that our true power comes in our connectedness and the fact that we are actually all one consciousness. And a lot of the reason why it's hard to see violence, it's hard to see people being hateful is because there's a part of us that knows that they are also part of who we are as well because we all come from the same place. So it almost feels like part of our family is extremely dysfunctional and we can't separate ourselves from the connection we have to these people, to the other humans. So how do we handle that? You know, how do we function within that knowing that we are all responsible for each other on a level? Well, we keep just doing our best. And that really means acknowledging all of the ways in which we're growing and we're willing to be more loving people, to be more compassionate people, to do that inner work. 
And it's one step at a time, one moment at a time, one breath at a time, one day at a time. We do it. I'm ready to hear the first question. Let's get it started. Hi, thank you so much for providing this platform where I can ask my question. I do apologize in advance because I'm going through a bit of a rough patch at the moment and it's affecting my ability to think and speak, which is kind of important. The question that I want to ask is I work in a job that's very, very stressful and emotionally demanding. And because of my job, I've ended up having to do a long distance relationship with my fiance. Um, and recently I've managed to get some vacation time, which I've, you know, kind of spaced out doing things that I really like, like dancing and um, catching up with friends and stuff like that, as well as spending time with him. And he has gotten really upset that I've done that and it kind of triggered a bit of like a red flag in me because for example one of the things I absolutely love doing is pole dancing I it's like one of those things where no matter how good or bad the class went if I felt like crap when I came in I always leave like floating (laughs) And he didn't want me to do pole dancing class while he was here. And I was like, well, the pole dancing class is an hour. And you have the other 23. (laughs) So I don't really see what the issue is. And he was like, oh, well, when you're visiting me, I stop everything. um, Or I take you along with me. And I was like, yeah, because the stuff you do is like gardening and hiking. It's not pole dancing in a women's only class. (laughs) But, you know, I can kind of see what he's saying because he's kind of like, oh, don't fill your free time with um, too many activities. Except these activities are things that bring me joy and I haven't crowded my timetable so I just kind of feel like he wants me to be completely and totally dedicated to just him and there doesn't really leave much room for me (laughs) and one thing that kind of made me feel really uncomfortable was that there was this town we wanted to visit and it just so happens that I have friends in that town anyway so I was like hey we'll go there for four days and then for one hour on the last day I'll go hang out with my friends and you can come and meet them too And then we can head back. And he was upset. He was actually upset. He was like, oh, but the the main purpose for going to that town is to see your friends. And I was like, no, the main purpose is to see the town. And it just so happens that I have friends there. So I don't really know what I'm asking. It's like partially a vent and partially I want someone who has experience something like this but in a relationship especially a long distance relationship how do you balance making room for your partner as well as making room for yourself babe i'm concerned about this even if this wasn't a red flag to some pretty controlling relationship dynamics it's a serious compatibility issue Your activities, your classes, your friends are an important part of your life. They're part of the whole package. 
And it's obvious that every time he gets upset when you want to take some time for yourself or do what you want to do makes you feel unseen. It makes you feel that he doesn't respect a part of your life that makes your life meaningful. So it's hard to build from that disconnect. Yes, it's a long distance relationship. So of course you take extra care and prioritize the time you do have together. But who's to say that this would end even if it wasn't long distance? Have you had a serious talk about your concern? Because until you do and the boundaries are clear, every time you want to do something he doesn't want you to do, it will create a conflict. And over time, this will leave you emotionally depleted. At that point, a lot of people are just so worn out and so worn down that they just stop advocating for their needs in order to avoid a conflict. And that's how some relationships become so unbalanced. Your higher self knows that your experience of love is so much more than your romantic partnerships. It's the love of friends, of family, and the intimate time you spend with yourself. Becoming more aligned with your heart space where your higher self is accessible is nurtured by you taking the time to nurture it. And when you prioritize that space, you actually become a much more present and compassionate romantic partner because you are more centered in your power. You have the vision to see what's good for you is good for everyone you love. I think as people who are on this path, it's important to find partners and friends who understand this part of us. Partners who can see that life has an outer journey and an inner journey. Because just like we find compatibility with others based on our outer journeys like interests, goals, hobbies, etc., we also find compatibility of spirit, a connection that makes a safe space for your spiritual path to be seen. I'm not saying you have to only partner with quote-unquote spiritual people, just that your spiritual journey is respected because it's part of who you are. Wanting to share the other parts of your life with your partner is an act of love. It's a gift. And it concerns me that your partner doesn't recognize that. Because I want a relationship for you that inspires you and makes you feel seen. It's what you deserve and hopefully this can be addressed and the two of you can grow from this issue. If not, I don't see how sacrificing your needs will create a sustainable inner journey for you within your relationship. Hello, Exo Higher Self fam. It's Bunny here. I am so thrilled to announce my debut book, Hello Higher Self, an outsider's guide to loving yourself in a tough world is now available for pre-order. This book is the essential manual for unlearning your limiting beliefs that have been ingrained in you by the toxicity of our culture and your trauma and your socialization. We all have to unlearn this stuff so we can channel the power of our higher self. And everyone who pre-orders this book will receive a special free gift from me to be announced shortly. So hurry to the pre-order link in the show notes and get yourself a copy. I cannot wait for you to read it. Hey, Bunny. Um... I'm planning to visit my parents for Thanksgiving. Um, they are very excited to have me and my brother home. Um, I haven't seen, I haven't been home in more than a year. 
Um, I left home and moved across the country two years ago, and it's been a huge step in healing for me from the abusive cycles I experienced back home, especially after coming out to my folks. Um, I still speak to my folks pretty often, and they manage to support me in my well-being and career um, while evading all conversation about my sexuality. Um, sometimes my mom broaches the subject, and recently she even asked for a photo of my partner and said something nice. But as the holiday gets closer, me visiting them is more of a thing, and recently the toxicity they normally foster poked its head. For So for the past year, I've had a pixie cut, which I love, and on the phone my mom asked if it was still short, um, and she sort of begged that I grow it out. And if not, she said, style it, because that's what short hair is great for. Um, but really, I know she's just trying to get me to present in a more feminine way. And already, I just don't feel comfortable with going home and being perceived with great judgment. But but still, I do want to visit for the couple of their uh, relatives that I want to see. So my question is, how can I be at ease while while I'm there and enjoy the, the few relatives that I love? Um, and how do I not let it rock my sense of self and the healing that I've done for two years? Um, I don't want to acquiesce and change my vibe to be more femme for them, yet I also don't want to create great discomfort. Um, after all, I love my presentation and where it's at right now. Um, so anything you can offer... I would greatly appreciate it. Thank you, Bonnie. Love you very much. Bye. I think what could be helpful is asking yourself, what do I really need out of this trip? Because it's important to have a game plan. I had a therapist tell me once when I was going to visit my parents that you can't have a disappointment without an appointment. Meaning, if I went home needing my parents to be something or somewhere in their journey, and if that expectation wasn't met, I could feel triggered and it might be a really hurtful experience. You love your family and your family loves you. That's not what the issue is. The issue is where are you and where are your parents in the journey of what you need from each other? Right now, your mom wants you to look more femme because she feels like that's what she needs. As unfair as that is, that's where she's at in her journey. And you want to be able to just be yourself around them. So how do we solve this? You could have a conversation where you ask your mom to stop commenting on how you look. That you want to visit, but not if she continues to say those things because it makes you feel uncomfortable and because it hurts you. You could go home knowing that your parents' own understanding of gender constructs just isn't as evolved as you hoped it would be, but you're still going to accept them for where they are right now so that you can spend some time with them because you miss them. Or you could not communicate anything and just not go home. Our relationship with our parents can be more in our control when we make a conscious choice of our own boundaries. We can't leave it up to them to protect our feelings. They just aren't capable of doing that. They don't have your perspective because they haven't lived your experience and you can't control what they are willing to do as far as their own growth. 
So focusing on what you can control and having a game plan on how you will handle yourself in the situations that trigger you is the kind of self-care your higher self wants for you. You know, just like it's hard for our parents to let go of the role of believing they know what's best for us, it's hard for us to let go of needing their approval in order to be happy with ourselves. You don't need their approval. And I am so proud of you for all the inner work and self-love it has taken you to be who you are despite having grown up in an unsupportive family. Your higher self gave you that strength, your power that wasn't given to you through outside validation, but through inner awareness. You have always followed your heart, so keep doing that. Keep trusting that guidance to keep you safe. You are the only person who knows what's right for you. Hi, Bunny. Um, I am calling because I'm having a tricky time. Um, just gone through like a really devastating breakup. It was a three and a half year relationship where he, for some reason, felt it was necessary to say that he didn't even love me anymore, which is not how love works. And he recanted the next day. But anyways... I guess I just feel like this situation plus other situations that I've encountered, I feel like I've been super vulnerable and in so doing, I'm putting myself in a position to be hurt more. And while I want, my goal has been to be more vulnerable. I want it to be something that is acceptable and is okay if people are having a hard time to say so, you know? But I just feel like making myself vulnerable in this way to people has made me uh, more susceptible to being hurt. So I guess I just want to know your opinion on this. And I don't know, I really appreciate you. I, I get great comfort from your podcast and your Instagram. So thank you. Yes, being vulnerable does mean you could get hurt, but so does not being vulnerable. Not ever opening yourself up to people is denying yourself the whole spectrum of experience from pain to joy. And not opening up leads to isolation. It's hurting yourself so that other people won't hurt you. Not letting yourself feel connected to other people in the world is denying a fundamental part of your spiritual growth. The painful parts of life, the loss, the breakups, the illness, and now even the pandemic, these moments when we feel hurt, when we are in pain, are fundamental teachers of who we are and what work we will do in this world. It might not seem connected right now, but this breakup that you're, that you're going through and how you choose to see that experience will impact all other parts of your life because all that's going on here is that we are all in a different place on the journey to love. And we cannot know at every moment the ways in which what happens to us is part of our healing. Yes, when we're hurting, it's not easy to have that perspective. And it's okay if you don't right now. It's okay to be grieving when what you had hoped would happen didn't manifest. But this is not your last step. It's a chapter of a new beginning. You said you wanted to be more vulnerable. Well, there's a part of vulnerability that I feel like a lot of people forget, and that's faith. Faith in your higher self, the wisdom of love that nothing can ever take away. 
no breakup can diminish. And when you're done grieving, your higher self will still be there, taking the lessons you learn to your next relationship. And you will look back and be grateful for your growth. You'll see it's exactly what you needed. You'll see that what you thought was a breakup was actually just a realization that your paths are leading the two of you in different directions. And it was love, love for each other and love for yourselves that helped you see that. And what a blessing it actually is. Hi, Bunny. Um, A while back, I set a boundary with a friend which they didn't like. This friend is somebody that I dated and maintained a friendship with afterwards. And the boundary had to do with me feeling uncomfortable with them being intimate with one of my best friends. I was asking that my feelings be considered, but I think they saw the boundary as me trying to control them or taking something away from them. While this person ultimately respected my boundary, I felt like they always resented me for it. We slowly stopped talking and they invite my friends to hang out, but never me. It hurts knowing someone I used to be so close to could find it easier to see me as a villain than try to work through tough feelings, especially when I valued our friendship enough to be honest and vulnerable with them. I know it's better to let go of friends who make you feel like a burden, but I have a hard time letting go without the closure of being seen and accepted. It's been almost a year and I still think about it frequently and feel very sad. Do you have any advice for making peace with letting go of friendships that don't survive a boundary? Thank you so much for your insightful words and all the wonderful healing work you do for us. I feel like this might have more to do with y'all being exes than just friends who are no longer close. Because staying friends after a breakup, although it may seem okay in the beginning, I think the issues of the relationship and the healing that is needed post-breakup tend to come to light as more time passes. And you realize you actually need space in a way that just felt impossible after the breakup because you were so used to being close. So now you're catching up with the loss of the partnership on top of the friendship and that could be why it's feeling so overwhelming. Your friends are also still hanging out with them, so you feel left out of the group. I also think that the distance might have less to do with you setting a boundary than you think. It might just be that they needed distance for their own healing, for their own growth, and to become more aligned with who they are as an individual separate from y'all's relationship. And in that way, it's a very healthy choice for them, which means it's healthy for you too, because you can't have a relationship based on unhealthy choices. It's hard to lose someone in your life that is important to you. And it will get better with time, but that doesn't mean when you think about it, it won't still hurt. You will just start to think about it less and less. And then when you do, it actually doesn't feel as bad as it used to. I'm wondering if you can elicit some more support from your other friends in this. Let them know that this is a difficult situation for you and could they be sensitive to your feelings of loss? You'll be reminded that no one is trying to make this harder for you. Everyone cares for your feelings too, and you are very important. This is just a growing pains issue, and you have to have faith in where your higher self is guiding you. You made that boundary because you knew it was what you needed, and now your ex is creating a boundary that they need. The two of you are doing what's best for your own growth, 
And even though it's difficult, it will be worth the healing. Thank you for listening to this week's episode. To hear extended episodes, get exclusive content, and directly support the making of Exo Higher Self, become a Patreon subscriber by making a small monthly contribution. We couldn't do this without the support of our patrons. Visit patreon.com backslash exohigherself. If you love the show and want to be in touch with what's new, follow us on Instagram at exohigherself. If you can, give us a review and rating on Apple Podcasts. It greatly increases our chances to reach new listeners and expand the community. Be gentle, patient, and kind to yourself this week. Get quiet enough to hear what your heart is telling you. And thank your spirit for the opportunity. I love you, and so does your higher self. See you next week. Bye. Exo Higher Self is recorded in Brooklyn, New York, hosted by me, Bunny Michael, produced by Kara Gilvey, with original music and sound mixing by Michael Bihari.